thanks for sharing that perspective shrini i think that's quite interesting so what i take from it is that the brain is always trying to gauge how our life is actually going uh, using certain input and that input is possibly all our aspirations that we have fed either consciously or unconsciously and at any given point in time there are judgmental reminders and uh, our judgments coming our way telling us whether our life is actually going the right direction or not so i've always actually wondered how we can come out of this situation yes i have a lot of aspirations and i possibly know that this life isn't enough to even fulfill a fragment of it right so how do i go delete those aspirations and and here's what i kind of discovered in my journey of self awareness i accumulate by self talking is my self narrative through my self narrative i say i want this i want that with the same self narrative i can also say i don't want this i don't want that and here it's, it's it's an important thing for us to recollect and be conscious of what all i unconsciously wanted and that's a very very difficult thing to do because the amount of data that's sitting in our brains is humongous and would you agree that one of the purposes of meditation is to be aware of what's in that data powerhouse called ourselves or which makes our ego and deciding what is necessary was versus is not necessary and changing our self narrative during our process of meditation would you agree with that absolutely hari i think uh, you put it in the way it has to be um, when it comes to um, it's easier to talk uh, in academia it's easier to present uh, about this topic uh, but where i think uh, we are making progress is applying that in real life and it is not easy but it is simple let me just go bit Uh, on the subject in terms of how the science of brain works thoughts the ego the mind whatever we reference as it is an output of the brain like how your heart has to pump blood you know your stomach has to digest uh, the food your eyes have to see the ara- uh, the environment around you similarly the brain has to do its function so shrini as a person makes a mistake of merging himself or herself with the thought and starts to encode it and that's what it's called a neuroscience you know you start to encode each and every data that gets into you and once that encoding is done it forms a memory you know the story how it forms a memory Correct. and the association with that encoding that happens and that's where it the reality of unlearning is very very difficult when i say very very difficult when you don't understand the mechanics of how unlearning has to happen people struggle especially uh, you would see it in the office situation new managers you know people who are being promoted as new managers people who are moving from one department to another they kind of go through that uh, period of stress and struggle because the practices in certain organizations are not matching with how a brain naturally it functions so what am i trying to say here is simple if you're going to associate yourself with the thought your thought your mind and you think that by kind of fighting your past negative thought with a positive thought is going to give you happiness the answer unfortunately you're on the wrong direction it is not fighting a negative thought with a positive thought and meditation is good but you have to be in a meditative state when i say meditative state what it means is you have to be self aware of what is happening within you when i say within you 
what are the signals that your brain is giving you what are the signals your five senses of the body are giving you 24 by 7 don't merge yourself with those signals that comes uh, processed from your brain suppose say for an employee a boss walks in say uh, 20 feet away the brain will naturally say okay here comes trouble or here comes happiness that's a thought don't merge shrini with a thought start to start practicing to develop the gap between that okay these are the senses which are giving me those signals and i am not those signals so naturally when the signals come in uh, when you are not aware of how the brain and body functions you become part of it you merge yourself with it and that's where the irony of you become subject to the control of chemicals that the brain releases you know that's where your heart rate grows up you start continuously releasing those chemicals uh without your knowledge because your, your brain is constantly triggering that stress factor the brain is telling that there is always a tiger around you you know ready to hunt you so that's the kind of fear mechanism that steps in so once you just step back hari and take a view that okay these are just my thoughts and the job of the brain is to generate thoughts so let's not worry about it. let it keep coming you know let's like let let us think that you know in in a typical indian household you would have a you know you'll have old people or young people you would be focusing on your work they would be shouting or they would be saying don't do this don't do that keep it that way you know let it keep narrating its story but you stay a bit away from it and uh, you will see that after few days of practicing this this is what i would call it as being aware of what is happening within you uh once you start practicing this for 4 to 5 days you will see a magic happening with you whatever used to trigger you would not trigger you anymore in a negative way correct uh, that's why i always tell uh people that affirmations don't work you might keep motivational sayings on your uh, desk on your workplace uh, organizations print big posters as their vision statement vision mission statements and all those things but uh, how you make meaning of those statements rests with you you know rests within your brain so always disassociate yourself with your thoughts let it happen but make your choices from those things as to whether i need to get triggered or i don't need to get triggered but i'll keep doing my work and to your fourth question in terms of how should employees apply it you know in their uh, or people how should they apply it in their workplace it's very simple they have to move from my work phenomenon we call it as a my work you know once you think that it is your work it becomes burdensome see it as your duty you know that's what uh, i would propose see once you see it as a duty for example uh, look at the life of pilots and doctors i always take that example they might have a running issue like us you know it could be a family issue it could be a, a social issue but when they have to perform a surgery they are pretty focused on that because it is their duty they are not going to ask for oh, you didn't pay me well you didn't you gave a salary hike for someone else you didn't give me this but they don't do all that neither the pilot says i'm going to do a bumpy landing because i didn't get that title okay what they do is this is my duty and i need to do it to my uh, satisfaction it's not even perfection once you associate perfection it becomes an expectation say i have to do it for my satisfaction the answer i wanted to uh, give by Great, thanks, Shrini. Thanks, thanks for that. Um, I I kind of like the way you you put it: work versus duty. Uh, just fantastic. And and just a uh, a thought cross fired when when you had mentioned about you know distancing yourself from your thoughts and 
once you've done that for a period of time you you feel magically better i've experienced that a, a lot of times and the way i potentially have attempted to explain that in my in my book and earlier podcasts is that yes the brain is designed to guide me um, it guides me with a lot of information at any given point in time if i understand the simple factor as to what kind of information it uses it uses information that it thinks is necessary for me <laughs> right and in a way the brain is trying to help me if it's trying to distract me into something else or rather if it's trying to distract me from doing a particular job from the brain's perspective it's actually attracting me to something else right it says hey you don't like doing this uh, so why don't you do something else that you like so that kind of comes as a distraction for me i i, I lose my focus and it, it it will take some effort for me to get back to what i'm doing so from the perspective of the brain it's trying to help and logically i can relate to this experience this example that you gave me is once i distance myself from my thoughts for a few days what's actually happening is i'm not reacting or responding to those thoughts and the brain thinks that okay maybe this is not necessary for this person let's move it out to distributed memory which is not so needed now the alternative scenario is if i respond to those thoughts the brain thinks these are important for me <laughs>